Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to you see me. Put your hands together. Tonight. Well, that's great. That just means more fucking show for you. Aren't you guys lucky? Individually, you're not sure yet. As a unit, you. It, this would be a mighty show. The comics are in back. They can hear you. Let's hear for those comics. The audience. Yes. Great job. Also, I have a co-host on this show, and usually she comes out at the end, or sometimes she hosts uh, on her own. But tonight... We're bringing her out at the beginning. She's got to get the fuck out of here and go do more important things. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Rhea Butcher. Right up top. That's me. Hi, guys. Hey, bud. More important things to do. Yeah, you got... I mean, not more important than these people. the most important thing in my life right now. This show is the most important thing in your life? Right now. That sucks because we're engaged. I know. It's tough that this, this show is more important. Is the most important moment. That's tough to take, but I'm glad to know it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to my face. I can't wait to have a child and be like, "You're this great." This show is the but most important show that I thing. Did. Shut the fuck up. Why will the kid be on stage with you? By that time, I we'll do be everything rich, on stage. Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> By that time we'll be rich, we'll have a stage in the house. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, well I'm just, I'm just anticipating. Like, by, by the time we have enough money to. By a child. Right. <laughs> we'll have the support network we need, is sure. my point. Yeah, to build we'll, a stage. You know, in you our can't, house. You're not going to like buy a child when you just have enough money for a child. Right, just the child. It's like a house. It's like you've got to right. be able to also make the mortgage payments on yeah. top of Put the furniture. And in the, the house. mortgage payments are diapers from pooping. Right, for pooping. <laughs> We're walking here. And you only need diapers monthly, right? Just like a mortgage. Yeah, and you gotta mail the diapers to your landlord. Yeah. You gotta mail, don't go to landlords. You gotta mail the old used diapers to your landlord. To a poop to a poop lord. Yep, to a poop lord. I just really wanted to say poop lord. That's right, guys. Some of you guys were not sure about the show earlier, but we've already gotten to poop lord. Yeah. Two minutes in, so I think this is the show for you. Yeah. You're in the right place. We were walking here. I just want to make sure. Yeah, we were walking here. Okay, good. We were walking in here, and uh, the funny thing about L.A. is, like, you know, when you see people and you immediately know who they are because their faces look like the, the you know, they look like their face. Because people are the people. Are the it's people the people. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you're in another city, you're like, you look like what's her, you know, whatever. But then in here in L.A., it's like, oh, it's you. What's it's her? always It's always you. <laughs> what's her, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so, like, this haircut, people are always, you know, like, it's not, not me. I live sure. here. If you see somebody with this haircut, it's me. It's you. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's, so I was walking in here, and I passed a person on the street who I went, like, because I immediately knew who they were. But the f- amazing thing is I should not know who this person is. Because uh, this is like a child actor mm-hmm. who's on a television show called The Fosters that I shouldn't watch. 
And why is that, Cameron? Because it's on ABC Family, and it's for children. It's a show for children. <laughs> it's a show for children. But it's got two lesbian moms on so it, and go. I'm really into watching all lesbian media. I like to consume all lesbian all media. I've uh, well, Even international. <laughs> we have so, a huge yeah, satellite dish. Thank you for mentioning Skins. That's right. That's yeah. where the lesbians are in the UK, right? Naomi and Emily forever, am I right? Yeah. That one person? Those are real children. Did you know that? No, did you know those are real children? Real children. There's a lesbian relationship on that show, on Skins, which was eventually adapted for MTV here in the United States. But in the United States, we have child labor laws and sure. pornography laws. They couldn't hire kids. They had to hire, like, uh, you know, like 30-year-olds to be like, I'm a child, and then, like all the rest of our shows, so then it, like, because they fuck on that show. They fuck, and they're, sh- they're naked and stuff. Um, so, uh, and they smoke pot and things like that children can't do on television here, but in the UK... You can't do that on television. Yeah, that's true. It, um, so in the UK, you can't... In the UK, you can, and I'm just saying that because I didn't realize because I had watched a lot of skins in 10-minute increments on YouTube. Um, and then, of She's course... a very busy woman. I'm super busy. And then I, like, stopped, you know, to, like, look up the... Like, what are you up to? You know, just, sure. like, to see, like, if they're around. Could I meet them for a drink? Um... <laughs> And then I found out that they were the real age of the character that yeah. they were playing. Like then 15. what did you do? Killed myself. Because <laughs> I'd been having feelings of sexual attraction to that person. Oh, boy. That person was a child. I didn't know. Television has tricked us in America. Teenagers are fair game on TV. Our TV teenagers are fair game. Theirs are not. Gotta watch out. Because they're not liars. Yeah. Well, see, now, when you said... Real children earlier. I thought it was like a small wonder type of a situation <laughs> they were going to describe. Yeah, all of our children are robots. Like a, a cassette deck in her back or something. <laughs> no, uh, they're, no they're real children. They're real children. Um, but this Chil- children of child. This age, person w- is a child also. No, they're like she's probably a teenager. Maybe she's in her twenties. Still a child. Yeah, she's not my age. <laughs> we're not the same age. I couldn't go up to her and be like, "Hey, you're great on the Fosters." <laughs> I watch your show. <laughs> what are you getting sushi? <laughs> I don't know. Like how? Yeah, I don't gone? think you can do that at all. What do you think? <laughs> Please don't ever do that. I also feel like she probably has never gotten recognized in this neighborhood. Probably not. You know, like she probably only gets recognized if she goes like directly to Disneyland, contracts measles, and then leaves. Is that what it, the problem is? Is it measles? Yes, it's measles. That, I shouldn't have bailed on the joke. It was measles. The whole you got time. it. You nailed it. You were on a cruise. I was on a cruise. Speaking of measles, I was on a cruise. <laughs> that show will get you sick right quick. Yeah, right away. You were on a cruise and you just got back. I did you just get back You were gone for eight days and we couldn't was... talk to each other for ten days. Yeah. Not even... Wait. I was what? gone for ten days. We couldn't talk to each other for eight days. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You were gone for eight days and we couldn't talk to each other for ten days because there's the day when you leave when I yeah. go, I don't want to see I'm you. not going to talk to you. And then the day you get back where I'm like, she hasn't gotten home yet. I'm not going to talk to um, you. No. Uh, <laughs> it was just that you were on the open ocean. Yeah, the open ocean you as opposed to the closed ocean. entertaining people. And dolphins. You're in, yeah, you... Wait, tell the I people. I swam with a motherfucking dolphin. She swam with a dolphin. <laughs> what are the things a dolphin did with you? 
Number one, the dolphin put its face in my hand. What? What? I. You said raped she me, right? She yelled out, raped you, and then laughed her head off. Just laughed Like, as if you gotten raped by a dolphin. Here's the thing, though. We waited until after that meandering bit about the Fosters to, <laughs> to bring all that information. My sexual We were assault. like, hey, and secondarily, Rio was raped by an animal. Also, right. we think it's hilarious. That's the other thing. Super funny. We were more, we're more bringing up to you guys. We were gonna go to the police or animal control but we were like nah we'll just tell a group of strangers after we talk about how Cameron has had sexually inappropriate feelings for a 15 year old in the UK yeah yeah that's what we're doing right Um, no so what did the dolphin really do it did not rape me Um, no it did not rape you because it was a girl woman yes it was a female dolphin dolphin. so I felt very comfortable with her Um, her penis was tiny her what? Her, her penis, penis was so yeah. tiny. Her dolphin penis? Yeah. It was real small. So small. It was just another dolphin. That's amazing to think about. Because there's so many dolphin vibrators. I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> Everybody that is not in these seats is missing the best bit that's ever happened. Yeah, that's true. That's vibrators. I, this is great. Um... Once when I lived with my sister, we had a we had a sink that had a dolphin faucet. Uh huh. Just want you to know that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like the landlord was like, "Do you want me to switch this out?" And I was like, "No, switch more dolphin faucets." Can you put more dolphins in. on other things? <laughs> dolphin doorknob. Dolphin door stop. <laughs> dolphin hinges. <laughs> Little dolphin chain. <laughs> <laughs> dolphin door knocker. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Seriously? This is decent. <laughs> so, but the dolphin was a girl, and what did you she guys do together? Well, we did kiss. So with You all kissed her. I kissed a dolphin. Oh, I put my man. hands like this, and she put her little face in my hands, and then I lifted it up to my face. She put her m- mouth on my cheek, and then I took a picture... And it's a terrible picture because it's a goddamn dolphin in my hands. And then I had to kiss her beak. You had to kiss her beak? Yes. I wish you were there because the instructor was like, now kiss her. (laughs) You have to kiss her. She doesn't know to end it. To God. I wish to God that somebody had yelled that to me when I was 19 and a half because I had to figure it myself when I was 20. And you were... Kiss her! You're at a, a She doesn't camp. know to end it! <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I was supposed to kiss her at all. Um, I just had this flash also of me being like a monster. Like I was imagining this like monster relationship wherein I think you've cheated on me because you kissed a dolphin. Because it is. Like that's yeah. just a character we should do sometime. Oh, for sure. We're yeah. like, hello, what? a dolphin. What do you mean? Where were you? Was she tested? <laughs> She tested. Yeah, she did a lot of tricks. So then you rode around on her? Yes, I did. (laughs) I swam out with a life jacket on, uh, which was great because I can barely swim. And I swam out in the ocean. She can't swim at all. Yeah, I'm really bad at it. So I was swimming. It was very hard to do. And then the guy was like, hold your arm out! He was very aggressive. (laughs) So it was a very aggressive dolphin hang. Um, And then I was like floating and I held my arm out. And then she swam around me. 
And when she went under my arm, she flipped upside down and got in front of me and was just like, hang on. And I grabbed her flippers and then she pulled me in the ocean. And I was like, yeah. Now, I think Floating there's probably the some people here that are worried. Do you think she was having a fun time? I think she was having a fun time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed very into it. And again, they were in the ocean. I mean, they were in like a pen in the ocean, but they were not in like a Slurpee cup like they are at SeaWorld. You know. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, it's just fucking SeaWorld's true. SeaWorld's terrible. Uh, okay, so you... Then they did the tango. Two of them stood up together. Did the tango. This is a dolphin tango, by the way. That's cool. It's very great. And um, you were telling me over lunch something that I didn't know about dolphins, how they feel. Please oh, tell right. the audience before you leave. They feel... Rio Butcher. Guys, dolphins feel- haven't you always been like, what does it feel like? Tell me, out there, who among you have touched a dolphin? Not a faucet. Who has... <laughs> Not like a vibrator. half the audience. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Literally like half the audience was like, I have also touched a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> this terrible, judgmental dolphin-touching audience. Coming in here with your big knowing everything and you're not being into the fosters. <laughs> so what did it feel like? A lot squishier than I thought it was going to be. Squishier. <laughs> That should be mind-blowing to you. Don't you feel like a dolphin's so firm? Like a, like a... Don't you feel like it is? Yeah, I thought it was going to be real tight. Yeah, like, like, a, Ar- like a young Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dolphin crunches. For yeah. They seem just prepared to do ab crunches. Mm-hmm. They are their, an ab crunch. Yeah, they're an ab crunch. I always thought of them as like a green banana, you know? Sh- sure. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out very, very squishy. squishy. Well, that's Rio Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, you guys. Have a good rest of the show. (laughs) Oh, man, we got such an awesome treat uh, coming up first. I asked him to come by to do a special set because he has a a brand new... uh, He just had a special come out on Comedy Central, and it's an album, and it's really... It's brand new, and so we're so excited because he's a big pal of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen... Straight from his brand new shit, big dumb animal, Mr. Matt Bronger. Give it up for Matt. Come on. Thanks, guys. Keep it going for uh, Rhea and Cam. Yeah? All right. A little weird to come out here because I was actually raped once by an orca. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh. It's like the biggest bottle of shampoo. I, uh... I screwed up uh, because I I (laughs) shot up before the show and just went plunger style. Like, missed it, hit a tendon, had to bandage this up. No. Obviously, I'm half a wrestler. Just the jokes keep going. No. I gave blood today, and I, uh, I have a, yeah, and I tried to, I, I usually give platelets, which is where you put a, a needle in each arm. Well, you don't do it. They put a needle in each of your arms. Just show up. Hey, I'm ready. I'm like, Jesus Christ, sir. You're spilling everywhere. We'll take it, but fuck. No, I, uh, I got there, and they're like, oh, do you want to just give regular blood? Uh, because uh, the, the, this guy showed up an hour and a half uh, late. And, a, and it took your spot. So there's a guy, I don't know if you've ever seen people give platelets. You lay on this kind of contour bed, uh, and then they put a needle in each arm, and, and they, you watch a movie for an hour and a half is what you do. 
And I was kind of like, uh, half of me was like, oh, he took my fucking spot. And then the other half was like, no, oh, this will take 12 minutes now. You know, from what I remember from like blood drives and the last one I did like, was in like, college where they found out what my blood type was and they said I should do uh, platelets instead. And I remember it was college because I used to say, hey, if I made a muscle and gripped this arm, this, this fist real tight and you pulled out the needle, you think I could hit that fucking wall? And this chick next to me is like, just please stop, stop. That's a, I don't like doing this. Um, but then I was like, they just let that guy like get like go ahead and put you know give his blood like an hour and a half late. Like I just stumble in like, oh, I was just barfing outside. I just woke up. Is it cool if I come in? I fell asleep in my Subaru. Like what was that guy's story? I just wanted to share that. Um, I, I I don't know if any of you guys saw the special, but uh, I, I'm I'm really happy with it. But there's just one thing I want to share, and that was not uh, a break for applause. So thanks for not clapping. Um, <laughs> you love that? My favorite thing, my favorite thing was I played a college once, and it was like a, this, they put me in this way too big of a room, and uh, it was maybe half full, it was like a, a thousand and a half or something like that, that's the, that's how you say that number, and I went to college too, and uh, I said, uh, I, I said, you know, I was, I was just full of confidence, and I did my, after the hour, I was like, alright, this is going great, I was like, hey, before I do my last joke, if I have any jokes you guys didn't hear, go ahead and call them out. All right, here we go. Like, literally nothing. Like, all the college kids are like, we like you, but who the fuck are you? No idea. Talking about greatest hits. Who are you, Bob Seger? Um, so my point is, in the special, I have, I finally talked about my parents. And my parents, it was like a badge of honor. I'd hear them say to their friends, like, he doesn't do any jokes about us. It's kind of like, we're pretty great. There's nothing. We raised them well, and we're awesome. But I do this joke about how they do charities I can't understand now that they're retired. That's that, literally shit that I think they're making up. Like, my mom helps uh, ex-cons write resumes when they get out of, out of prison. That's serious. Like, she's an ex-English uh, professor. She does that. And the joke in the show is that she sits down with this guy who just looks like a, a tattooed murderer, even though he's not technically a murderer, but he probably, I mean... Probably did, but when she, she finishes his, his resume in the last line, she's like, is his special skills? So just tell me you know, anything you're good at that shows them who you are, uh, whether you play piano, maybe you paint with watercolors, something like that. And the guy's response was, well, I was inside. The guards never stopped fucking with me. They never gave me a moment's peace, and I never shipped none of them. Could have fucking killed them all, and I didn't. That's his special skill, not murdering people. Now, that story is dead on true. And my mother, quick as a whip, just wrote at the bottom, keeps a cool head under pressure. That's a good one. Take it easy. I'm alive, you know? And there was nothing about that story. I was wondering if I embellished it. Nothing about that story was wrong. My mother's just like, yes, okay, yes. Yes, that happened, you know? But my father's story was how he would rent a van and drive it to a retirement home and load it up with old ladies. Not, not against their will. Not like, get on, Doris. Shut the fuck up, Pearl. In the van. Not like that. Though I kind of wish, because that'd be amazing. And then he would drive them to the mall so they'd go shopping. He did this regularly. And yeah, it's like I just crapped a puppy and threw it at you. You didn't see that coming? It's adorable, right? So cute. My dad corners me at a party for the special and goes, I never rented a van. I give a fuck, Dad. I don't care. That's not part of the story. It's not integral to the story. I'll, I'll say you rent a, rent a hot air balloon. It's not about how you loaded up the old ladies. I just love that. I was thinking, come on. I'm not a van renter. Take it easy. 
sound like a rapist. <laughs> so ridiculous. I love that I'm getting to that age where, uh, like maybe 10, 15 years, I can just say incredibly awkward shit and people think it's an accident. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like when you see a guy in his 50s or 60s and he just says something that sounds like a little... It's not when he says something racist or, or, you know, misogynistic, but just a little bit creepy and you let it go. Like, I was in a plane and these two guys were sitting by themselves, like talking, hanging out, like 55-year-old dudes. And this woman gets on with her daughter and her daughter was maybe... Mm, I'd say maybe like 13, 14. And she's cute and holding a bag of chips. And, you know, her mom's just taking her down the, down the aisle of the plane. And uh, the little girls, uh, the teenage girls, spot, seat, is next to these guys. And for some reason, the mom didn't say, hey, can I switch with one of you guys? She saw they were having a good time and went, hey, do you mind if my daughter sits? Like, or like, didn't say that. just went, that's her seat. And so the girl sat there. And she goes, guys, take care of my little girl. And the one goes, well, she's got a bag of chips. As long as she shares those, that's fine. Yeah. And the other one goes, yeah, it's a party now. And she has a seat, and they laugh. And then the, ne- the first guy goes, yeah, looks at the girl, goes, you got party written all over you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sir, please. She's 14 years old. She does not have party written all over her. But because that dude was like 60, we're all just like, let it go. Don't say shit. It's fine. It's fine. He's just after the chips. It's totally okay. You know what I mean? I just love that. It's so brutally, oh, you're made of party. Fuck, I'm sorry. I'll kill myself in the john. Like if I said that, taking my own life. But there are guys my age who say horrific shit and have broadcasting careers. I mean one guy. I mean Don Lemon. Holy fucking shit. This guy, I don't know if you've seen him, he's on CNN, and he's the master of just saying just this, just wicked pieces of dipshittery that if I said hammered, the next day a friend would be like, I don't think you should drink beer anymore, man. I don't. And he's sober and on the news. He was interviewing a woman who claims she was uh, raped, basically, by Bill Cosby. And I know there's a ton. How did you choose one? But uh, that's not funny. You're right. But I'm saying it's sad and sick. So he's talking to her, and she says how uh, Bill supposedly forced her to perform oral sex on him. And Don Lemon, instead of going, my God, that's horrible. Um, how are you coping? Anything else, right? Uh, how have you... Uh, had this secret all this time has it been killing you like anything right instead Don Lemon goes okay okay but I gotta ask why didn't you bite his penis and I gotta say Don Lemon what makes you say you gotta say that shit are you fucking crazy are you fucking crazy now there's a phenomenon with men we usually drop it by the time we're 16 or 17 and it's the if I'd have been there I'd have done this syndrome okay like, hypothetically, like, a friend goes, oh, I got robbed at knife point, and the guy took my sandwich. And another dumb, dumb friend goes, fuck, man, I would have kicked him in his nuts. Ain't no one taking my sandwich. <laughs> but you weren't there, so you can't say that. Do you understand? You reach a certain age, and you realize, I don't know how I react in that situation. Now, maybe Don Lemon has had a man grab him by the face and go, suck this dick, Don Lemon. 
and maybe Don Lemon bit that fucker off, spit it, and went, I don't suck no dicks, I'm Don Lemon. But I don't think he did. So he has no right to go, I gotta ask. Holy shit. Yeah, that one needs work, let's be honest, but still. I just wanna talk about that, man. How the fuck can you be a person walking around? I still wince about shit I did in fourth grade. How does Don Lemon just not go, oh God, why'd I say that to that woman that was molested? Fuck! I'm gonna drown myself. Um, what to leave on? I, uh. I'll leave, I'll leave on, a, on a moment where I, I wasn't very manly, uh, but, I, but I tried to be and failed. Uh, I, 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 I'm just like a lot of men have that thing where it's like, gotta, you know, certain situations, gotta act tough. Hey, real badass, you know, to, to an extent, kind of a tough guy. And I do it in the weirdest, weirdest moments. Like, I was getting a massage from a woman, a professional one. You know, she was in the massage building, wasn't just on the street or nothing. And she was, uh, she was digging her hands into my muscles like she had the, 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 the toes of an iron frog. Like, so, like it was a deep tissue massage. And she was a tiny Asian woman just digging her hands in. And I am in horrific pain, right? And I'm making noises like, mm, huh, ah, huh, mm, huh, mm, ah, huh. Noises I never make, huh, ha! Rawhide! Just all manly shit. Just like, that's my time. Like, I give a shit what she thinks of me. Like, in my heart and head, I'm going, oh, no! Oh! Oh, God, stop! God! Like, I want to be making those noises. And it's a small place, you know? I paid some good money. They probably wouldn't give a shit if I shrieked, right? And punching the wall. I mean, like, he's letting it out, man. He's letting out the stress. But I didn't. And she leans over and goes, it's okay, my precious? No! My precious? Come on! It's fucking adorable. She's half my size, almost twice my age. Like, I was just like, oh! And I laughed. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's, it's great. <laughs> ah. And she steps back and just takes a second and looks at me. And I'm like, what? What's wrong? You know, I look back. And here's the thing. She didn't say, it's okay, my precious. I misheard her. What she said was, it's okay, my pressure, like the amount of pressure I'm applying to your body. And it was not okay. It was horrifically painful. If I'd understood her right, I'd be like, um, yeah, no, uh, you dial it back about 75% or so. Like, that's where my manhood would have broke. I'd have been like, fine, fuck it, I'm not tough. Just stop. You're hurting me so much. I'm going to shit my pants right now. I'm not wearing any. And so she looked at me like, because she'd been giving it to me, right? Like, she felt the tension. And so when she said, it's okay, my, my, my pressure, she expected me to be like, fuck, no, it, it, help, stop. Please stop. You're hurting. But instead, I laughed. I laughed at her and was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck your pressure. <laughs> Which means I'm either going, I'm invulnerable, right? Or you ain't shit, lady. Either way, she had to whip out the big guns. Yeah, she had to step back and figure something out. Like, I got to crack this puzzle. Something's got to happen. Literally is what she does. 
She takes, I feel a little, just a little, uh, a little poke in the bottom of my spine. It's her elbow. This hand goes here. She jumps. It goes past my spine. And then she digs her feet in and goes, like rakes it all the way to my face. So I'm like, like secrets are flying out of my fucking mouth, man. I hide all my money inside my mattress. I know it's a cliche. Oh, oh, God, anything you want. My VIN number is 51114. God, I know that's five of them. Ah! Horrific. Oh, like the, the, the whole massage table soaked through with sweat and blood from my eyes. But I've never felt looser, guys. I feel great. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. big dumb animal and support the crap out of that guy. Hey, we're going to keep the show right on rolling. This next dude, we love him on the show. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Blake Wexler. Give it up for Blake, you guys. Come on. More than that. More. You got it. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. And then hi and hello. I am... I'm Blake. I have a girlfriend. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Au revoir, au revoir. Oui. I have a girlfriend. Uh, I don't know what the hell that was. I have sweet Mary and, uh, and Joseph. Fuck it. Throw him in there. I, um, he could make things. I, I'm, uh, I have a girlfriend. Uh, she's, uh, she's human. She's, contem- she's a contemporary. She's great. Um, I'm in love with her. I'm also in love with not dating in this fucking city anymore. Huge fan of that. Very much in love with that. Uh, I, I just had, until I met my girlfriend, I had terrible, terrible luck dating in this town. Um, dating was a lot like gambling for me. Uh, it would be like, oh, I bet a $100 dinner that you're not insane. Oh, snake eyes. Like every single, of, every time. Every time. It was brutal. I... I went out with this girl once. Uh, she was very, very nice at first. And she seemed very, very sweet and very, very sane. And then um, I asked her, like, that standard introductory, like, date talk, you know, like those questions where I was like, oh, so where did you grow up? And uh, she had a nervous breakdown. And she said, I'm from the most haunted town in America. <laughs> the ghosts ruined my childhood. <laughs> Which is a wild thing to say. That's wild. That's exactly what wild is. And, <laughs> like, I'm a professional comedian. I can roll with the punches. But all I could say to that was, <laughs> what? Like, I, don't, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> what that was. And, like, say that ghosts exist. Let's give her the doubt of the benefit variety. Let's say that they exist. All they do is float. <laughs> like so. Like, ah, I saw a ghost! Oh, Jesus, what did it do to you? It surprised me! <laughs> I don't like surprises! I would imagine living in a house with a ghost, like, inconvenience level-wise, would be a lot like living in a house with an alcoholic. Like, 4 o'clock in the morning, they wake you up because they knocked over a bunch of pictures in the hallway. (laughs) Then you hear them screaming about someone who wronged them decades ago. (laughs) 
And you wake up the next day, they're nowhere to be found. The front door is just wide open. You're like, God damn it. This is not good for property value. Either way, not good for property value. I, um, I, okay, here's a story uh, that I would like to tell you. Um, it, it's, it's a story about the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life. I was, uh, I was in sixth grade taking a math test. And um, I don't know if it was the same thing with you guys growing up, but like at that time, like, like where I grew up, if you were the first person to hand in your test, you were the shit. Like, you were the coolest person. You could get a Z fucking minus on that daddy. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And then also, sixth grade for guys, it's like terminal puberty. Like, you're going to die of it. So, <laughs> it's going to kill you. And so, those are the two uh, elements for the story. So, I'm taking this test, and I want to finish it first, so I just circle C a dozen times on the multiple choice. And then I get a random erection. It was not sexual. It was just, it's just body. Like here, this isn't a thing that you have to deal with now. And um, I did this method, and I'm always interested to see if anyone knows what the hell I'm talking about. It's called the up and tuck method, where, sure, of course, yeah, we're perverts. Um, there was, there's this, uh, this method called the, the up and tuck method, and um, it's when you take your your gross erect penis and you tuck it underneath the uh, waistband of your pants. And it disappears. It's magic. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun magic. It's fun. So, uh, so I do, I don't even know, I think some guy's brother, like not even a friend of mine, just a guy's brother told me that method. Um, just on the street. So it's not true. I'm okay. So, um, I, uh, so I do, I do the up and tuck method and uh, I tuck underneath my waistband, uh, my little uh, erect penis, and then I run up to the front of the room and I hand in my test and I look at the rest of the classroom like, yeah, I'm the man. Because these people are fucking idiots. They haven't handed in their test yet. They're dumb. And everyone's head was still down except this one girl who had this look on her face. <laughs> And it turns out, I had tucked my penis over my shirt. (laughs) Disappointing. (laughs) So this poor, poor person, she doesn't know what up up and tuck is. Nobody does. It's just fucking us. No one else knows what it is. So she she just sees some animal standing in the front of the room like... I think it fucked both of us up. I think it fucked both of us up pretty bad. I, um... All right, last thing. I, uh... Not ever. Um... So I... I, uh, I'm originally um, from Philadelphia, which is in Pennsylvania, which is in the United States, which is in the world. And um, I'm from Philadelphia originally, and I went to school in Boston. And I was, I'm a big hockey fan, and I went to this Philadelphia Flyers-Boston Bruins playoff game. And the, uh, I went with my friend and his friend, uh, who's from Boston, big Bruins fan. And the Bruins score first. And uh, this guy from, what the fuck? Um, this guy, for the podcast listeners. <laughs> so, um, expert improviser. So, I'm at this game, and uh, the Bruins score first, and this Boston uh, Bruins fan yells into my face. He goes, fly you suck, you cocksucker! Right into my head. 
And I said, ow, because I'm not good with confrontation. I'm not good with it. And I swear to God, um, this, this guy goes, oh, did I hurt your ear? Have a beer! And he dumped a beer on my head. First period of the game. It was a long game for old Blakey boy. Um, so the Flyers lose the series. It was brutal. And a few weeks later, I'm drunk on a roof. And, oh, there were other people up there. It was a rooftop party. I wasn't like, why? There were... It was a celebration. And I'm eating uh, this two-pound calzone uh, because, well, there was this, like, restaurant that was like, who can eat our two-pound calzone? I'm like, ooh, ooh. So I bought it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm shoveling this insane food into my mouth. And a car pulls up, and this guy gets out, and it's the guy from the game. It's the fucker who dumped, dumped the beer on my head, my friend at the time. Uh, invited him. So this guy walks up the stairs and he's like, you know, what's up, dude, doing these shitty handshakes. And then I'm just pointing at him. And then he, we lock eyes and I uh, overhead throw the two-pound calzone off the roof and it slams into the hood of his car and puts a dent in it. And before he could say anything, I'm like, ah, your cat's covered in food, dude! And I ran down the fire escape. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. I hope that story is 100% true because of what it tells me about Blake, which is not only that you should not fuck with him because he will give it back to you, but also that he participates in eating contests from his own home. Because, <laughs> like, usually if it's like, who can eat the calzone? You have to stay there. The calzone, but Blake's just like, I'll take it to go. <laughs> I will let you know. I just want to see him come back. Like, didn't do it. <laughs> Who are you? I, I got the. I just wanted you to. Never mind. He's gonna let my head off. Oh. God, someday I'm going to win a cool eating contest, right? Aren't we all? I've always gotten, I, I've gotten right there where I've been like, yeah, I'll eat that, you know, whatever, like, you know, whatever it is. And then I start to get so sad about us as people. Like, I get so sad about people being like, put it in there! Oh, that person needs some? No. <laughs> I need more from me. I'm in a contest. <laughs> You said you rode a dolphin or touched one, right? From yeah. Miami. You're from Miami? I love I love that answer. You know Miami's still on the land, right? <laughs> I'm from Miami where dolphins walk amongst people. <laughs> yeah, it is. How many times have you touched a dolphin? Like many? Just twice. Just twice. See, now you're acting all cool about it. <laughs> Just two times. How many times did I touched a dragon? Just once. <laughs> was it wonderful? No, it was pretty lame. Pretty lame? 
What's your level of wonderful? Like, what would impress you? What's like, I mean, and actually, the funny thing is I was going to go other places, but now I just want to go with things you could touch that would impress you. <laughs> I was going to do what? What would impress you? Bungee jumping off the Eiffel Tower? But now I'm just going to be like, what would impress you? What, like a starfish? What, like a sea anemone? What are we talking about here? Like, no, really, um, like, what are you into? Like a big cat. Oh, you know what? I fucking pet a cheetah. I have. I have pet a cheetah, so you can go fuck yourself too, dolphins. Please! Bringing that shit into my house! Where I do not live. I don't live here. This is my house. Uh, I have an apartment. Why would I live here? Um, yeah, I have pet a cheetah. Well, because I used to date this South African woman and this whole thing happened where she had to go back to South Africa and then I went there for a while and we went to a cheetah reserve and they were like, these cheetahs are protected so we use, we raise money to help take care of them because they were being hunted by farmers. I'm like, those are some fucking badass farmers. <laughs> I think American farmers are, you know. And then you're like, these, fa- these farmers are hunting cheetahs. <laughs> But they, they help to protect the cheetahs. They raise money by charging you to touch the cheetahs. <laughs> and I was like, this seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> but sometimes in your life, you're like, this is the one time, you know? This is the one time. So if I die, at least I won't have to live with having said no to touching a cheetah. <laughs> You know when you make that bargain with yourself? If I go down like this, Liz, I'm going down strong! And then I found out that cheetahs sleep like 24 hours a day. That's not true, but 23 maybe. They have to sleep so much because their bodies are so good at running. They have this crazy high metabolism, so they're only awake for like 17 seconds. That's why they run so fast, because they're like, I'm awake! Caught it! Back to sleep. <laughs> Because if they were awake anymore, their metabolism works so fast, they would just die. They would just burn up. And that's nothing like us. Because we sit down and need calzones. And that's the end of that bit. Hey, we got two more comics in our show tonight. You got really odds for two more awesome comics. Now this next comic, she just moved down here from San Francisco not too long ago. We love having her in this city. Thank you for being here and moving here. Let's hear right now for Caitlin Gill. Give it up for Caitlin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Caitlin Gill. Yeah. Just moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, uh-huh, me. Caitlin Gill. 33 years old, 6 foot 1, 200 pounds with A cups, ready to take over Hollywood. Perfect. Just like to establish early that you're ready to laugh right at me. Good job. Good job, everybody. I do like L.A. There, I do like it here. There are challenges. It is hard to be a woman in Los Angeles. It is hard to be this woman in Los Angeles. The women here are so good at it. You're, you're so good at woman. 
Like, my skills are entry level at best. The last time I painted my nails, I used stickers. I have no idea what I'm doing. And woman, I don't know how to do it. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to feel better. I thought I might do a little shopping. Thought I'd shop till I dropped. They say that bitches be shopping. Not this bitch! I don't like it. I don't like shopping. I don't like shopping because I can't go inside of a store to try on clothes anymore. Apparently I am too much woman for a department store to handle. And stores have decided in recent years that if you wear my size, you don't want to interact with a human being to buy it. So all the clothes that fit me, they've all moved. All the clothes that fit me are now online. Yeah, that's where I have to go to shop, online. You know, right next door to where we all masturbate. That's where I have to buy all my clothes. I wanted to try on clothes like a real human animal. So I did some research, and I found out one of the places that I could try on clothes, one of the stores that actually has my kind of sizes in it, uh, one of those stores is um, it's Forever 21. Yeah, that's a bitter pill for a 33-year-old woman to swallow. Look at me. Look at me. I've never been 21. Not a day in my life. I turned 21. I was 42. I'm 42 now. That's just that's what I am. I don't know. I shouldn't be allowed in a Forever 21. There should be doormen at Forever 21 making sure people like me don't get in. Should be a burly guy. Has to look at my ID like, no, ma'am. I'm definitely a ma'am in this scenario. Like, no, ma'am. No, Chico's is on the other end of the mall. Go get yourself a blazer. Looks like a couch. That's what you wear now. Something that happened to me since I moved to L.A. that hasn't happened to me in a very long time. It's been a long time. Uh, But someone asked if I was a boy or a girl. That came up. Been a while. Brought back some real fun memories from childhood. <laughs> Reminisce. There's one honest laugh in the room right now. I feel ya. I feel ya. You already know that the person who asked me was a child. You already know that. You know that adults don't ask that kind of question directly. Like, adults just don't ask that to your face. No, adults just whisper to their friends like little bitches. <laughs> Not kids, nuh-uh, not kids. They, they know how to do it. They just smell the fear, and they laser right in on it. And that's what this little girl did. She, she knew. She just smelled it on me. She knew the perfect question to ask. Are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> like, I didn't know what to I don't know what to say. Like, you can't lie to a child. You can't lie to a child. You have to be honest with children. Like, oh, honey... Gender is a wholly invented concept that doesn't fully encompass the human experience. And even though my biology matches my identity, you might find that choosing between two points on a binary means you're choosing between predator and prey. And if you answer woman, you're answering prey. And what you'll start to feel is this crushing weight from above just pushing you down. It's, it's that invisible barrier. 
barrier that will forever prevent you from attaining your hopes and dreams. And one day you'll be laying despondent in the fetal position in your shower. And you'll pick up your shampoo bottle and his shampoo bottle. And you'll realize that the ingredients are all the same, even though yours is 30% more expensive. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dear heart. I'm sorry. I meant girl. I meant to say girl. I'm a girl. Why are you crying? Did I scare you? Did I scare you? Good. That's the, that's the, I mean, I shouldn't have to feel that way. I should, I shouldn't have to feel, you know, weird because a kid thinks I'm weird. I'm beautiful. I am, I am beautiful. Yeah, that's right. I am a beautiful woman. That's right. I am beautiful. You are beautiful. Nothing should ever make you feel less than beautiful. I know that I am a beautiful woman. I know that. I know that I am a beautiful woman. Your silence does not intimidate me. I know. I know that I am a beautiful woman. I have, I have seen it. I have seen the proof of my own beauty. I have seen the scientific evidence of my own beauty. I have seen them. I have seen the boners. Those are mine. I made those. I laugh like that every time. You know? <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so fun. I'll see you next time. Cameron, everybody. Cameron. Hey, she's the best, right? Caitlin Gill is the best. Oh, man, that was a t- true treat. I remember the first time I saw her and I was just changed forever. And I feel like that just happened for some of you guys. And that's very nice to know and experience from, uh, from uh, backstage. I couldn't even see her interacting with you guys, but I imagined it. And I think it was maybe even better in my head. <laughs> how are you doing tonight? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm good. Th- <laughs> you little sweetie. Almost nobody responds with a, I'm good, how are you? They just hide under their chairs. Because the TV is talking to them. (laughs) What? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Actually, you know what? Let me be real with you. Uh, No, I'm chill. I'm good. I think I'm re-getting like a weird... I have a sinus infection, I think. And it's been happening for like like three months. And I keep like healing and then it keeps coming back. And you feel like a... You feel like a maniac... Because it's a weird part of your face to hurt. You know, like it feels like you're getting sliced in the eyes. Um, and then you have to talk to people into microphones and like look at lights and just be like, I feel fine. <laughs> so guys, I'm putting myself through some serious shit just to be with you. No, um, my point is, 
what the fuck are they going to do? What what happens to you when you live in Los Angeles and you still can't stop getting sick all the time? Like, do you just give up? Because I just think, like, I mean, there's no weather here, even. Like, literally nothing should be affecting us. We live in, like, a snow globe with no snow. Like, it's, it's a sealed off... There's nothing... Nothing is happening here. There's no change. Every day is the same. Like, there's not... You shouldn't even... And you're not going outside your house. You stay in your house, so there's no germs in there. You guys know how L.A. is. You're drinking your juice. How are you getting sick here, is my point. How am I constantly getting sick here? I think it's aeroplanes are doing it to me. I think it's being on planes and then people are disgusting. And those people are me. I'm disgusting on planes. I found that out because my phone is always greasy after I get off a plane. Has anybody ever been like, what happened to my phone? It got very greasy on a plane and I am the only one that touched it. So that's how I'm doing. Got that real greasy phone. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah? Did you earn them holes or did you buy those pants with them holes in them? Yeah, it's okay. The 90s are back. They were on sale. Do you think it was because of the holes? I think it probably wasn't, but that's a great thing to ask the salesperson. Next, if you guys are ever buying like anything distressed and it's already on sale when you go up to the just like, I'm sorry, can you take any more off? Because there's three holes. And I feel like the fact this is like reduced $10 is like a one hole situation. And I'm gonna point out the holes to you. Because clearly somebody wore these and returned them. See you. Oh, distressed clothes are great. I wish they, I mean, they haven't, like, the ultimate would just be, like, a distressed bra. We haven't gotten there yet. But I feel like that's on its way at Urban Outfitters for sure. <laughs> These are distressed underwear. It's repurposed. Somebody else wore them. And they're big. Everything that's repurposed there is giant. Just like a giant, weird tube. <laughs> supposed to figure out how to wear it's a harness okay I guess so but how was your day yeah what'd you do you got your oil change very responsible congratulations let's hear it for her she got her oil change cool did you get a slick deal did you do alright did you did they talk hey did you get that air filter they talk you to the air filter you got the filter didn't you no, you got out there without the filter? No, no? yes? It's hard to tell. I'm confusing you. I'm asking so many questions. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Nice job. Congratulations, woman. It is very hard to not to get a good deal getting car stuff when you are one of us. Because I also don't know anything about cars, but I wish I did, just so I could be like, just so I could, for once in my life, deliver the speech that Marissa Tomei delivers at the end of My Cousin Vinny about Pa's Attraction. So that's a very good speech. Okay, guys, one final comic left. You all have been so sweet. I mean, it's been a great show, but also I understand that the energy in here was a little bit like, it's either, either things are killing or it's dead silence for me. <laughs> Sometimes an audience will smile, 
when they're not laughing, but not you guys. And I appreciate your honesty most of all. Because each joke is to begin again, you know? Just from zero or negative amounts. Because it's as if you don't know you're at a show. And surprise laughter is coming out of your mouth every time. I thought I was still at work, or perhaps that this was a presentation. I thought I was at a drive-thru, but they're delivering jokes instead of nuggets. So I am so happy to consistently have surprised you, and for the other comics too as well. And this comic, he's going to blow your dicks off. Ladies, hold on to them dicks! Let's hear it right now for Sean Patton, you guys. Thank you. I want, I'm going to blow your dick off. I want to blow it. God, that would be so awesome if that, were tr- if that were true. If I had jokes, I could make you fucking blow your dick like your dick would fall off. I know, but it'd be like a funny sort of like, ah, I don't have a dick anymore. Like, I mean, it regrows, you know? It's like a lizard's tail. God damn it. We took the beard back, didn't we? Huh? You remember the 90s? Nobody had a beard. If you had a beard, you are a fucking old moonshine chef. You know what I mean? Now you're like, ah, oh, it's a tapas chef, possibly. Like, a beard doesn't mean anything anymore. It's, just, it's insane. It's just a fucking... Oh, I love it. What's next, you think? Like, what's not happening right now that's going to be... Like, you, I mean, fuck, 10 years ago, no one was doing... Dish. You remember, you remember Thomas Guides? Anyone? Remember when you had to pull over and like look on a fucking book full of maps, like where you were going? That wasn't even a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's just weird. Anyway, I, I've been catching a lot of beard hatred lately. It's, it's. I know. Thank you. It's why people are upset. Like I had a fucking person say to me, "Why did you grow a beard?" And I was like, well, I didn't grow a beard. I simply did not shave. This isn't a thing you have to do. This isn't a piercing or a tattoo. It just happens. This is what happens. Just don't touch your face. And this is nature. This is fucking natural, man. This is natural. This is na- like, like. I get it. I get it. It's trendy. It's trendy. You know what else is trendy? Breathing. We've been doing that forever. All right? Are you fucking yelling at people for having trees? Oh, good. What do you got? Magnolia and a sycamore? Oh, good. You're hip. No. Just maybe nature, okay? This is, this is your face's natural rainforest. I bet if you don't like C-sections, that, no, if you don't like beards, it's because you're a C-section. That's what I meant to say. But if you don't like C-sections, you're probably because you were one. But pretend I didn't say that because I fucked it up. All right, so so I bet if you don't like beards, it's because you were a C-section. You don't like anything the natural way, you know. You came into this world hate like what? I gotta go head first? Nope, this way. (laughs) Fuck you! Cut me out. Fucking cut me out. Use a razor. Like the one I intend to drag down my face every other day for the rest of my life. (laughs) 
my girlfriend left the fucking country, just left the country, because sometimes you got to go to Oxford and get your master's in maritime archaeology. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you got to do that. It's great. She can come back, maybe, and uh, excavate my heart. You know you love someone, because that's what I want for her. I want her to go. She's there. I want her to be happy. You know, we broke up, technically. I want her to fucking meet some guy, fucking some, uh, you know, Polynesian dude named Paolo, you know, and he fucking teaches her to play the mandolin, you know, and he's funny, and he's a good-looking guy. He got perfect dick. I want him to have a perfect, perfect fucking dick. Like, not, not, a, not like, like 8.2 inches in length, 2.9 inches in diameter. You know what I'm saying? Not a veiny, more of like a naturally ribbed <laughs> dick. And it's one color, one color. Unlike most dicks that are half purple for no explainable reason. This thing's just golden bronze. Like it's been on photo shoots in Milan. And it, and it speaks Latin. And makes a killer Denver omelet. And I, want, and, they, and, they, and I want them to fuck like they invented it, you know? And I want her to have orgas so many orgasms. I want her to come so much that she develops multiple pa personality disorder so that two other versions of her can come as well. That's how much she fucking comes. And then they go scuba diving, and he takes you to an island he, he's discovered off the coast of Portugal that's not on any map. And they build a villa and just live, just eat papayas just right off the tree and just catch starfish. And eat, you, you can only eat the starfish there. And they're ah, munching on starfish and papayas and fucking each other's like lobotomy sex. And then one morning she wakes up and goes, I miss Sean, though. And then she comes back, you know? That's what I want for her. <laughs> but I, I, I went to London and was hanging out, and I saw some music. And here's the thing about musicals, all right? I fucking love them for the reason that I wish that was the life we lived, that we lived in the musical universe. We don't, unfortunately, but it would be great because in that world, the mo you can just sing your inner monologue. No matter what you're thinking, like, today's the day I use chopsticks. I'm not going to mess it up now. And you, that's it. You're going to eat with chopsticks for the first time. And everyone hears it, and no one thinks it's weird. No one tries to stop you. The guy's just having a song. I'm going to ride my bike home. Bring, bring, bring. Close your fucking door, asshole. And that's okay. You're just singing. Look at all the butts, 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 butts. I want to sniff the butts. I love butts. Fat butts, long butts, tall butts, all the butts. And no one even says, hey, should we call the cops? They just let you sing. It's your song. You're singing. In fact, if you get close enough to someone, you kind of have to join in and be their background. According to the rules of the musical, you have to join like, chopsticks, chopsticks. He's going to use... That's your fucking point and... You know what's funny about that is there's always be the, there'd always be the guy who's like in a rush because he's late for work. And he's like, oh, gets too close. Like, fuck, really? God damn it, I got a double today. Butts, butts, butts. He's going to sniff all the butts. This is bullshit. This, I'm getting fucking... Butts, 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 butts. Hey, yeah, I'm stuck in a chorus line. Butts, butts. He's going to sniff all the butts. Yeah, it's really fucking long. I know. You better be here when I sing my I Just Got Fired song. Cameron's such a wonderful host of this show. Hosting a show is very, very difficult. Um, I used to host a show in New York on Monday nights. It would start at 11 p.m. 
So it was packed. <laughs> it was fucking, that's New York. It's packed. Um, it, was at the, it was at the UCB there, and it was a great show. And I, got a, I was on Facebook, and I got Facebook message by a gentleman who informed me that he and his girlfriend had been coming to the show every single week for like a year and a half. And he wanted to propose to her at the next show. Which is a terrible, terrible idea. I don't know what the fuck it is about people. So like, he, in New York and L.A., generally, audiences are like comedy. But sometimes you'll be in the middle of the country and it's like, hey, they want to know if you'll sing Happy Birthday in the middle of your set. Uh, it, you're going to, because they bought a cake. And it's like, what the fuck? Why? No. But at the time, I didn't know any better, so I hit him back like, yeah, totally, man. How do you want to do it? And he was like, I would like you to start by comedy attacking me. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> Not familiar with that. And he, and he responded, you know, insult me for no reason. Fair enough. That's a thing I think we've all seen comedians do. That just like, hey, buddy, University of what's that? Go fuck yourself. Get out of my face. You know what I mean? <laughs> huh? How many dicks do I got to suck to fucking hang out with this, these guys? You know what I mean? I'm not good at it. So, but, but, you know, you see these fucking guys. Hey, what, not laughing? Don't speak English? Oh, hello. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking fuck these people. You know, he wanted me to do that to him. He wanted me to comedy, like, go at him. And then after, he said, after enough, and he, that's how he said, just after enough, he would stand up and go, hey, I've got something to say. And I would shut up, and he would propose. That was the plan. He said, you'll know me. I'll be sitting up front and wearing an Eli Manning jersey. Yeah. The rest of you didn't respond. Maybe if you're too cool for fucking too hip for sports, Eli Manning is the quarterback of the New York hand soccer team. There you go. <laughs> They're called the Giants. So, the night begins... I see him, and here's the thing about him. He was the Jew, the most Jewish human being I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Like, the Jew, and I, it's, this is not an anti-Semitic thing. It's just, you ever have that when you're like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be Jewish. Like, that, I, we've all had that. Don't fucking isolate me here. Where you meet someone, you're like, oh, I didn't, I had no clue you were going to be a goddamn menorah. I didn't know. <laughs> I got no, no problem with that. I just didn't know. Like, he had the fucking yarmulke. He had the twirly burns. The, he had the, the beard that we all, all of us covet. You know, that good beard. He still had the Eli Manning jersey on. But I, I think it's not because he was a Giants fan, but because he was just a fan of the name Eli. Because <laughs> he was the Jew. I've never, it's like, Wow. Why did he even tell me about the Eli jersey? I wonder. Just fucking, you didn't have to say anything, but you'll, you'll know me. I'm a human dreidel. <laughs> and I fucking agreed to comedy attack him. You see what I'm saying? So I had to go in like, hey, buddy, what's your religion? Southern Baptist? <laughs> and he just sort of sat there with a smirk. And the audience just sort of like, like that. Exactly. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> And I had to keep going. So I was like, hey, you want to go to a German beer garden after this, huh? They make a kosher bratwurst. And then he again just sat there, little smirk on his face. The audience then gave me what I refer to as a move-on laugh, which is something an audience gives a performer when they're becoming offended or uncomfortable, but they want the performer to feel like the performer has succeeded in being funny. So the, the move-on laugh sounds like, ha! 
just that one burst. Ha! But I couldn't move on, could I? I had made a vow to help this gentleman make a vow. Him and I knew that. That's all that mattered. So I had to keep going. Like, hey, what's your favorite Harry Potter novel? The Chamber of Secrets? Exactly. And as soon as I finished that sentence, in the darkness, a voice from a man I've never met just went, No! <laughs> like, immediately, man. Like, what, like, what, what? Say, say Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. No! Like, that quick. Like, so fast. Like, it sounded like we were in a play and that actor said his line too quick. And fucking my Jewish friend just sitting there. And I, I'm like, I get it. You're being Meisner about this. I got to draw it out of it, you know? So I went for the jugular. I was like, if you have a kid, man, you should consider naming him Adolf. Take the name back. Now, I don't know if you know what darkness sounds like. What the absence of light sounds like. But it was so fucking quiet. Like, if, if, there, if one of those audience members was an undercover cop wearing a wire, the other two cops in the van would have thought his cover had been blown and he had to flush it. You know what I mean? Like, it got that silent. Then, he finally, then, finally, he stood up to say his line. But I always pictured when he did it, he would be like, Hey, I've got something to say. And that's how I would do it, because I'm a performer. But he's not. So, and he was nervous about what he was about to do, so instead, it, it was very like, Hey... I've got something to say. Which made him sound hurt. See? Which made the audience then want to see me fucking crucified like his people had done our Lord and Savior. So. Then he turns and hits the knee. And I'm not lying to you. I was like, oh, please say no. Just please say no. Let this whole night go down in flames for all of us. I was host, like, follow that other guy. I go, no! Like that dude did. God, please! Part of me was like, I hope that was her throwing her voice into the, pa- into the fucking past. But no, she said yes. Exploded, and everybody fucking applauded. Everything was happy. They started to walk out all in love, and I was like, no, no! You tell them now that we planned this, and I'm not a goddamn demon, please! And this motherfucker, he takes the mic and he goes, It's true, we're in coats. <laughs> in like the Jewish fucking place possible. Yeah. So hosting's difficult at times. That's my point, I think. Anyway, thank you guys very much. show as a podcast from the comfort of your own homes. We will see you next week. Put your hands together. 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 
Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.